0: Um, so, I think people will be coming in, and I have. There's Don Okay, Don is going to help me. If, if people have, So, this is supposed to be a conversation. In fact, I really need to change my settings so I can see. Um, so, this is just intended to be a place for us to talk and get our whatever out after being through what I would only call an exhausting, if not. Oh, there's everybody. Okay, can we just, Marianne, all of those who are. Over forty, Miss Marianne, and I see Patty, and I see Carol, and Donna, and I see everybody. This is, I love this part. And if you're not on camera, chicken. Um, okay, so what this is intended to be is just a place to talk. I'm dying to hear what you guys think. Any questions you have? I can tell you a couple things at the top that I know since um, since yesterday, and it can just start off with a little bit at the top going on because i was going to write today and i can't get my brain isn't cooperating so that's not happening oh,
1: at
0: least i have the power of speech so there's that but that's as tracy knows never been a problem um so i used to babysit tracy that's pretty cool uh, so um <laughs> never been a problem she also knows my dad and knows that was never a problem so the chat so use chat if you're an introvert and you don't want to talk or you can't get a word in edgewise could be both um, please just use chat, and Don's going to help me. I'm not going to look at chat because it distracts me, but please just put a question in chat, and then I'll either check with her or y'all just, she'll, she'll yell at me and go, Jen, here's a good question. So, Jennifer, yeah. Jennifer, should we raise our hand if we want to say something or ask a question? Oh, you can't. Last time, interestingly, last time, this not too shabby. So I'll kind of try to remember to breathe. <laughs> And um, we'll do that. So if I'll, I'll try to take pauses in between. But I thought I'd just give you guys a little bit of the highlights of kind of what happened next. Um, it's not really been like that, but it's um, – so, so it ended yesterday with the uh, – so oh, let me just talk a couple things about the day itself that you may or may not have been able to see streaming. There might be people on here who were in the room, but um, if you only were watching streaming or you didn't watch because you decided your sanity was more important, which at this point I pretty much think that might have been a good decision. Um, there, We were set up in that ballroom. It was kind of amazing. I, I think it, I had imagined it would be so much worse, like the industrial arts building at Cal Expo. I am so happy with the venue, and SAC, SACDA's office did all this. It's and and patty's on the phone and she knows how events are so they did this event in like a week they found the right place for us parking was easy the room was like not too cold or too hot some people were cold but i have a feeling that's more about just what we were all experiencing and then unfortunately or fortunately i was sitting just 20 feet in front of him i had the only chair that it felt like like maybe in the back was also she had more distance between her and him i was just right there So I turned to face. I could not just sit there looking at him, especially with that stupid plastic thing on and
1: yeah,
0: shebang. So I would. I am going to say this out loud, and I hope I don't get in trouble, but it wouldn't be the first time. Um, I had a reporter tell me that D'Angelo and team, his defense team, wanted him to walk out and sit down in a chair, and we're told by the Sacramento District Attorney not to that he had to be in a wheelchair because of ingress and egress i'm not quite exactly sure but the reporter believed and i'm going to put this in the reporter's mouth because i just don't want to i'm too chicken to take to own this the reporter believed it was to basically make us angrier at him at which point i looked at the reporter and i go angrier really like angrier
1: is that possible like you could be angrier
0: So that's why they were so confident saying it was fake. But I'm like, well, what I really experienced in the room is that he was doing, I call it torpor. If you look up that word with hummingbirds, it's a way they rest without sleeping. And it's kind of this mode. And We've all done it mostly in lectures where we're really bored. But it's that way you have of being awake but not engaged. And Mm -hmm. so um, the dog's coming home from his swim. Rough life, dog. Uh, so the torpor. What I what I thought I was seeing with D'Angelo, because I we made eye contact a few times, but it absolutely was the kind of eye contact your teenagers make at you when you're telling them that they're not really listening to you; they're just humouring you by looking. That's what he. That's how he was looking at me, and and he, I believe he was in that torpor because he also couldn't remember if he was supposed to say I admit or guilty because he literally was not listening. Just wasn't even in his. Just wasn't doing it.
2: Yeah.
1: So
0: I know he looked frail and pathetic, and he couldn't barely speak two s- syllables. He did
2: so not silly. look pathetic to me at all.
0: Oh yeah, but in but in reality, know. we know he wasn't. But it made for a nice narrative when the DAs got at the end and said, "Oh, he was fine." I'm like, "Well, come on, man. Like, I can we not play fair? We, can't we Play fair. Like we've all enough. The truth, my God, we all learn. The truth is ugly enough." Why do we need to keep playing games? Like, just let's okay. get this done. So that's there's some scoop, you heard it here, but I'm gonna attribute it to the reporter who told me because she talked to the defense team. When I got there in the morning, I the defense team saw me and you guys, some of you guys know, i met with the defense team um, after they sent a letter to those of us with formal charges. So they are 26 formal counts. Those are the first ones they did, which were the formal counts, the felonies and things that didn't have a statute of limitations issue. I met with the defense team once. And that's when they immediately sat down and they said, we listened to your podcast. And I'm like, so you know I've called you stupid. Sorry. So anyway, my dad was a defense lawyer, too. So I was able to talk to him about like, no, I believe in the importance of the defense. And you guys are really invaluable. I mean, I don't want to be you. But and I asked if they were getting death threats. And they had said yes. And I said, I'm sorry, that shouldn't be happening. Because without you guys, I don't get a conviction. So thank God you're here. So the defense team came right up to me yesterday morning, which I, I actually really appreciated of all things. And I said, this is weird because you know, we're on opposing sides, but I'd like to thank you because I, I, I'm thanking you because you I know you also made this happen. You cooperated with the prosecutors. You figured out a way to make this work without compromising your ethics. And I really thank you for that. And they were like, Thanks, Jen. I'm like, yeah, no, seriously. Like, that's a big deal. We wouldn't be in this moment if you guys hadn't been who you are. And I just, who I was on the phone with just getting, um, hanging up was, um, Cheryl Temple, my prosecutor, she wrote,
1: uh, Cheryl. She was amazing.
0: She's so good. She was guys, good. She's, Yeah. She's if you, what your impression of her is she's like times 10. She's wow. the most buttoned down person. And, and on Friday, Sorry, more inside scoop. But on Friday, as I was losing it over the Orange County stuff. So I didn't read Michelle's book. Every book most of you guys know me. I, did, I didn't read Michelle's books. So I didn't know that files were taken. So the minute I saw the picture of my dad and Charlene and the HBO thing dead in the bed, I was a mess, a mess. And then Paul Hulse says his thing, so I'll tell you about that because I got to talk to him yesterday too. But Paul Holes then asserts something that is absolutely un—it's absolutely both unable to prove and highly unlikely. And so what I found out is, um, oh, let's see, I don't want to get lost in all these nuggets. I'm telling you, but oh, on Friday when I called Cheryl about the Orange County lawsuit, she said, "I feel pretty confident we'll go for Monday." And I said, "So just now I go." You know, Cheryl, I was still scared we were going to get a continuous. And she goes, I couldn't tell you, but I thought we were going to have a continuance too. So there we go. That's how close, guys. That's how close things could have gone sideways. So, um, we're going to, you know, but that's only because, and I want to be clear, it's not because he's innocent or anything like that. It would have been procedural and it would have just been giving the defense time for additional discovery to see if any, if any part of the case was jeopardized because of those files leaving the office. So it's not like it wouldn't have been anything about him being guilty. It would have been absolutely the kind of legal procedure stuff that we've all heard about a million times. Like they got off on a technicality that's what the technicality would be. So the good news is, is that wasn't the case. And, and she absolutely corrects his defense team for rigorously going through what was let go of by Orange County and, there, and validating none of it would have changed the outcome. Which to me, now I need to take them out to dinner because I'm like, that's hero's work, that they worked that hard in the final days when actually it became really clear what kind of breach we had down there that that defense team, his lawyers worked that hard to both preserve his rights and make sure he was still protected, which is a hero's job. Um, what do they say, The Saint jobs of the saints or whatever, to have to protect that man and actually point to the words a million times yesterday, Mr. Cress. I'm sure, I thought his eyes were really gonna start rolling yeah. back in his head by the end. I'm like, oh my God, how are you doing this? So, But that speaks to the, to the integrity of that defense team. So I wanna make sure at least in people who know me know that part of the story because that's important and I think it speaks to the uh, how people how certain people have really done their jobs I think a lot of people did do their jobs but I think a lot of people really did do their jobs and so that's important for you to know okay the other thing I was going to tell you something about Orange County oh the other thing Paul Holes moment so then um, so uh, in the HBO thing there is a quote by Paul in the murder. I think it's episode four If all of you guys. Are like, I didn't hear that. I think it's episode four. And I only had a screener and they weren't all the way finished yet. And it was like a link and it was passed. So I didn't really watch it as closely. I'm kind of grateful actually, because I was watching the HBO thing on a computer in this giant room that I'm in right now. We were on a computer screen because our technical stuff went sideways and I'm actually pretty glad I had it on a small screen, but Paul then comes on and says, um, Charlene was raped, laying in the bed next to Lyman, unlike any other case. And I jumped out of my chair, yelling first, pause it, um, as we all know to yell now, pause it. And then I said, what the actual fuck? That cannot, that's not true. So I had known enough going through both the Alcip trial in Ventura in the early 80s. They had tried a man in Ventura, I had known enough from that trial about what happened in the case because I had a transcript of that trial, but also... Um, I also knew everything we've learned since meeting with all the survivors, right? That MO yesterday, you you guys got to admit, that MO was solid. It was the same damn thing every time. And he always moved the woman away from the man every time. So when Paul says she was raped in the bed next to Lyman, I got really upset because I'm like, that's not true. And I I don't want my uncle or my brothers to hear that. It's not true. And what I'm afraid is they're gonna hear about it from a friend who comes up to say, oh my God, did you hear what happened? I don't really hear that. So I haven't told them yet, I'm gonna to have to tell them. But, uh, but I want it out. So I'm trying to get it out. So HBO right now is resisting. Stinky eyes I'm making. We're just gonna see how that goes because I'm pursuing it. But I asked Paul to go deal with it. I go, you said it, it was wrong. It was based on who dat? Oh, no, that's just the mail. sorry. Um, I don't know what's happening in this house. She has an alarm system as a rape victim might, so I don't know what it all means. Um, Okay, so I told Paul, I said, look, here's what it was based on. This is super interesting, though. This is like a factoid. In around 2002, and I verified this with Larry Poole yesterday, and I had somebody else tell me, I was doing a lot of research last week, trying to get to the bottom of things. In about 2002, when Larry realized, okay, we have this statewide case, right? They connected everything up and down the state. He put together what I guess, what makes sense to me as a marketing person called a narrative. So this narrative is then a thing, like a book, basically, that you share with others' jurisdictions. And I know at that time, I remember Larry saying, we're going far and wide. We're going to Europe. They were going to Interpol. They we're going to tons of other jurisdictions. And to do that, they needed a story to tell so that people would say, well, does that sound familiar? Is this something, there is somebody in the yard, I don't even know who it is. So he's it, just in the backyard. Okay, that's what's going to happen here today, guys. Just this man I don't know. Um, so he put together this narrative that takes everybody through what the crimes were. Well, in that narrative is where he said Charlie may have been raped on the bed next to her husband. That's the only place it appears, and it was speculation at the time. So Larry Poole confirmed that's true. So I held. Paul holds accountable and said, look, you guys promised when you made this HBO special, you do no harm to the victims. So you're harming me uh-huh. right now. I've had a hell of a week. Fix it. Go get on this because they're not listening to me. So go fix it. So we'll see what happens. That's more inside scoop, but that's what's going on. So we'll see if we can get HBO to take that part out. to have to call Jennifer? Them. Yes.
3: Jennifer? Yes. Jennifer, I've only seen the first one, of course. You know what really bothers me? All of those sheriff reports that had the rape victims name on them, those need to be taken off. I don't I cannot imagine that the the rape victims want their name on those reports where a person can pause what they're watching and write them down.
0: Um,
4: were you aware they, of that they had the
0: report in the video itself you mean they could freeze frame and see things yes Are you
3: freaking hbo out? number one number one <clears throat> it's toward the end and they sh- start showing all of these reports
0: oh yeah right i now. kind of remember that montage or something
3: yeah and you can pause that and you can see the victims names
0: that okay. down. Okay. Thank you so noted I will record that as well and say that those are not there was a reason they said Jane Doe's yesterday it's up to the women to decide if they don't want to be a Jane Doe or a John Doe or the men it's not up to somebody else so thank you for pointing that out I will send that in my email my strongly worded email that's leaving here probably tomorrow um, so I will include that because but yeah, Those should never it does. Yes, here. damn it. And, and that is the point. It's one thing for a Jane Doe to stand up, but she's not providing her address and everything. So that's not what we want shared. And it is deeply disappointing that folks felt like it was okay to share these files in the way that they were shared. I'm just, that's, it I think made I saw pictures,
5: like in that montage, there were pictures of driver's licenses, what it appeared to be. And some of them weren't really scratched out. And I was a little surprised by that. That they included well. all of that as well and the only thing that i can think of is unless they went through and only picked out the ones who have come forward but
0: i highly but, doubt they did that due diligence we had just the reason you didn't see my brother in well oh no or you won't see gary in it in the future um because gary refused to sign a release gary my lawyer brother who trusts nobody um, but he refused. He just, and the pictures of him at 12, I'm like, dude, he, nobody's going to even know you're Gary Smith. There's like how many Gary Smiths are there in the world? But he's like, no, Jen, I'm not doing it. So they didn't put, they didn't use my brother's picture. And I'm like, but you use dad and Charlene's and they're literally victims and nobody gave you permission to use those. So I don't, I'm not understanding the nuance here. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. Cause I will include that in my email that, It's like, um, you're being trusted with people's information. Well, they're not being trusted, but you have people's information. Could you please manage it responsibly?
3: All of those sheriff's reports need to be off the air. You know, take all of that mantra off. Yeah.
0: Believe me, among the survivors, there's a lot of discussion around that. And the unfortunate part is that only the four of us, who's who's all in it? Me, Chris, um, uh, like jane and debbie and shelly cruz they did not agree to be in it they're in it because yes. of a video from crime con and a couple other public places so they pulled that video in from other public places mm-hmm. but they didn't agree to be in the special so those guys didn't get an early link we just the few mm-hmm. of us that did the interviews got the early link so and again like i said i didn't watch it that closely i was kind of interested more in the tone and the tenor of the thing. Harsh. So um right. so I will go back definitely <laughs> and pursue that. That's super important. And that did
3: all quickly. You know, it was like bam 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 bam. But,
0: but you can pause it. Pause it, pause yeah. it, pause it. We all know everything can be paused <laughs> now. Like I'm even worried I go, oh I don't think anybody can see that back there that well. Because you know I'm in somebody else's house. Like yeesh I don't want to give away too much. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what else happened behind the scenes just really quick. So you guys have scoop. Um, the media was remarkably well behaved. I have to say that was a big deal. I mean, it, I think they got it. Like it was a big deal. So they gave us some space and went slowly, which is nice. Um, and then uh, hey, Jennifer, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you.
6: We're getting like feedback and a lot of crackling. So I'm hoping that anybody
0: to go on mute. People yeah, who aren't on mute, mute and then just heavy. unmute yourself when you come on. Thank you. Awesome. That's really important. Oh, no. For all of you professional Zoom people, you know you mute until you're ready to come
1: off You Okay,
0: perfect. That did it, didn't it, Tatia? Okay, good. We got it. Oh, okay. All right, somebody just did that to us. I
6: think there's somebody that's probably dialed in that is not muted as well, like a call-in, so. Okay. Everybody
0: good. can mute. Can mute. Somebody, if you use the phone and your computer audio, mute both for God's sakes. Okay. I think that's not, I think we got it.
7: Sorry, that was me. My bad. Sorry. Sorry. Damn foreigners. <laughs> Whoa. Damn foreigners every
0: time. <laughs> I have to forgive Mark because it's like something a hundred o'clock. And if if um
7: half past 12. I'm sorry I'm late. I, I, I know. Yeah.
0: Sally and Simon are on too. They're, it's, it's late there. It's late. It's late. Okay, now, uh, let's see. A couple other things I want to tell you. So we all we all had agreed last week. It was Chris Pedretti, my little mouse, who's now a lion, who went to the judge and asked if we could stand during our individual crimes because she was tired of being a Jane Doe, which I loved. I mean, my name's been out since I was 18 because it was murder, right? But these guys have been private so she asked the judge and the judge says yes you can stand so we agreed um we'd all stand and we spread the world uh spread wildfire sorry i'll tell you one of the cool story so then um i went to go see victim one with chris on thursday she's not doing well she's recovering from a medical problem that you all know starts with the big c but she's she's recovering from that but so things so she didn't look good on thursday so things went south on sunday night and my phone was blowing up because we all decided we would all stand for her. And I came out, I remember I came out of the bedroom and I go, Katie, do you hear that? And she goes, What's going on? I go, That's the sound of women coming together. It was just <laughs> flying around as we were all telling each other, we're all standing for Phyllis. It's Phyllis. Everybody knows Phyllis. It's Phyllis. And I'm like, We're all standing for Phyllis. So that so that really got us going. So that was one of the moments yesterday is that we all stood for Phyllis. When we all stood at one point, point. and then I think Jane, yes, Phyllis was early because jane came up then it was i didn't know what jane was going to do jane has is a different kind of person and comes and y'all think i'm a feisty one you have no idea this woman she definitely plays offense not defense so when she got up because she was kind of kitty corner to me she stood up and i'm like "Uh uh-oh and i watched he's not a bailiff but he was a, a guard you guys probably could see i hope you could see this he watched her and he's like okay she's approaching the defendant which you're not supposed to do but he he kind of he kind of just watched instead of jumped and i really appreciate him cuz in that moment that's the moment where it could have gone south but he waited and that's like there's judgment right just wait a minute cuz she didn't want to get too close she just wanted to make sure he could see her like he she was right there at the stage so i thought
7: as- that was the only time his body language changed in the whole hearing was when she confronted him i thought he sat back a little bit i thought he I thought his body language changed for the first time in all hearing when a woman stood up to him.
0: I, I think you're right, Mark. Like I noticed it too, because I wasn't watching him a lot, but by that point I was watching him more because I just couldn't believe all the things I was hearing over and over. So oh, then Amy so- Halliday is the um, prosecutor from Sacramento who was reading Jane's description. Mm-hmm. And when Jane, and when Amy said, and a remarkably small penis, well, it started first, and I don't know if you guys could catch this, but it started with like a little titter of laughter. You know, that kind of just a little bit like people trying to be classy and not really laugh, like doing that. Mary <laughs> Poppins, they talk about one piece. Some people laugh through their noses. It was like that kind of this. <laughs> and I have my mask on and I knew I was the in the front. And I go, no, no, no. With my mask, I'm like, ha, 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 really loud. Knowing that's kind of all you need is something to kind of distract people. Well, then suddenly Everybody started laughing and then the applause broke out and it was glorious and I went up and thanked Amy afterwards because I said, you don't maybe you do, but you, it was so hard to sit there all day and the only emotion we could have was sadness, crying, that's it, that's all we could do there was no other emotion we were allowed to have publicly not really and certainly not together so for one second we had community i mean everyone the detectives, it was awesome that whole damn ballroom erupted and and it was did, did go ahead did you see did you see the pro, the
3: prosecutors face the i don't know what her name was Diane, the one the that was haired one Did you see her face when that happened? It was priceless. Go back and watch it. Yeah, she she her expression
7: was
3: wonderful.
7: Did you did you see the prosecutor to the as we were looking at the far left kept turning her back to him more and more as the whole. Did you see that she she started off sitting square and then she kind of rotated facing away from him. The longer and longer it went.
0: Yeah, I think she needed a rest. Okay, and just to tell you how cool this call is right now, somebody that went to nursery school with me is on here.
1: Nursery school. I'm so old.
0: She's not, but I am. Um, so, yes, uh, l- love my uh, Amy. Okay, so here we go. So we're at, we, um, we got through that laughter part, and then we kind of resumed, which was, as you guys know, grueling. And then at the end, when I was really happy the judge gaveled it so that we could have a minute. So some people were yelling at D'Angelo. I don't find that very effective Mm -hmm. because literally he's like a shell. Um, I yelled a thank you to the judge because I'm like, this poor guy. He had the most boring job. I mean, really, paren three, paren two, paren five, code this, code this, paren, paren. I mean, it was just God awful grueling. So I yelled a thank you to him. A couple other people were kind of yelling up that way towards the judge and the prosecutors because they, you know, Cheryl just told me they worked like beasts. I know she barely slept Sunday night. Because her, I met her best friend yesterday, and she told me she was in the hotel with her. And Gerald just didn't really want to sleep. She just needed to make sure she had everything together, everything together, for seven minutes. Like that's all she talked was for seven minutes. But I guess they have a ton of shit they give the judge. Excuse me, stuff they give the judge. So, um, so yeah, people were. It was a nice release, and then they broke us. We had to all leave because social distancing or whatever. The chairs. Or the press conference that then started a few minutes later. And that, as I expected, was the electeds. So y'all know by now there's the electeds and then the people who do the work, which are the paid staff, the prosecutors. So the electeds all came out and I could only imagine doing their election reels for next fall, um, which is fine. They all were fine. Very, you got to really learn a lot about their different styles. So that's interesting. If you haven't watched the press c- conference, I think it's of interest to watch, um, particularly when it comes to I haven't really written about it but i think about it all the time this idea of a district attorney being an elected official because this law and order thing has really gotten us to a point where things have become so polarized that you have to either be law, law and order, block them up or you're considered not to be law and order and i don't think it's i don't think that schism helps anyone it doesn't help defendants it doesn't help victims it doesn't help anybody when it's so polarized so i'm hoping we can come back to the middle maybe we've all done that law and order thing to the nth degree and we can maybe come back to some kind of center if that's possible. But they, so they did their press conferences, but it's just an interesting thing. Of course, I'm like love rhetoric. So I think it's really interesting to hear how they each manage their speech knowing and being, and when you watch it, you know, they're a hundred percent aware of everything they're doing. Like that was their moment. They didn't get to talk except for Orange County guy who decided to get up for the Harrington case. They didn't really talk during that day until they came up to the press conference at the end. So that's just interesting as a cultural moment. And then, um, And then, uh, let's see, no, we just, man, we just all left. It, it was a, it felt very COVID-y. I got to say it did feel kind of covid not because, because, because there was a lot of people from, there were a lot of people from Southern California, no offense, SoCal, but, oh, I feel so bad for you. Y'all are out of control down there. And then also we had some people from Arizona and we had a lot of people who flew in and were flying back out. And I realized I wasn't going to wear my mask after we were settled. You know, like we all kind of got quiet in our chairs. And then I realized we're all breathing the same HVAC. And as someone said, you know, after 60 minutes, you're all breathing each other's air. So I thought, oh, I better. And also, here's what masks are good for. When you're crying, those cloth masks get all the tears and they hide the boogers. Who knew? <laughs> so there you go with the cloth masks. There's the upside. Any of you criers out there, just know those cloth masks can be a real plus if you're going to start crying. Um, okay. I think so. And then today I talked with, um, it's been crazy. I need to still reach out to Charlene's cousin, a poor thing. I have to put her off because just people are still calling right now. And also I'm really tired. So, uh, Charlene's cousin may be part of the witness witness impact statements. That's all later. We'll talk, I'll be talking about that before we get to there. And then, um, and then Dr. Speth, who is the coroner, the coroner investigator from Ventura, who took that second DNA sample. And that's, it's really important to me that y'all know that that was not typical then. And he called me today because I think he couldn't be here and he was really bummed that he wasn't here for it, but he's 84 years old and he's in New Jersey and he's immunocompromised. And I'm like, no, you're not supposed to be here. So he, he called and we talked just about the case and how was I doing and everything. Um, and he tell, reminded me, and I'm gonna, I am going to get him on the podcast, but I can't get him or Carol Daly until August, until we do sentencing. Nobody can talk officially till we do sentencing. Maybe I can even get Cheryl Temple if she talk, I don't know, she'll talk to me. Um, but the what he wanted me to, to let everybody know, and I agree it's important, is that the reason he learned to take two samples, which was absolutely not what was done in the 70s and 80s, is that he had been part of a case where they didn't, they, that he did take two samples, but they didn't want the second sample. So he, he goes, I brought it home and I put it in our freezer and my wife never shot up about it. And he kept the chain <laughs> of custody. It was sealed and everything, but here was this guy's, this DNA in his freezer from a case. Well, the case was in Monterey County and they called him I, maybe a year later and said, we've lost the case. We've got the suspect. We know it's him, but we can't make the case because the DNA that was taken was left in the sunshine by the investigator. Cause that's how fast DNA. So the big thing about DNA apparently is it can, Um, break down super fast so it's really important to do it get it keep it airtight and he says now it's different how they collect it anyway it's just completely different but it can break down so from that first case when he was able to tell the prosecutor in Monterey county you're my wife's new best friend i'm gonna give you what's in my freezer and literally it's the same chain of custody still sealed and everything And and they made the case so that's why he had two from charlene which is so great because that, that is the
4: one that got matched. Isn't it amazing how it came full circle? Because really, that was so pivotal in this case.
7: Oh. It, that is a great story, isn't it? You hear all these horror stories of evidence being lost. But this bloke kept vital evidence in his freezer at home. That is insane.
0: Now, be clear, Mark, it wasn't Charlene's DNA. It was somebody oh, else's.
7: Well, but that's where he learned
0: it. the lesson. I know in his freezer, it wow. is a thing. Oh, wow, he's mad. It's even more insane that his freezer didn't ever break down in that time. <laughs> um, <Yeah. but laughs> Westinghouse. I don't know what it, I should have asked him what kind of appliance it was. Um, so he he just he just wanted to point out that, you know, really this is a story of DNA, which we all know because honestly, we the evidence, other evidence was thin, although after sitting through yesterday, which... I also pointed out that a lot of us have consumed these crimes in episodes, right? Like you learn about one and then another, and and you guys might have different experiences. I don't want to hear about that, but we kind of, you kind of got it in bites. I certainly did as I met each victim and I learned about their story. It was bites and bites and bites. Yesterday we binge watched and we binge watched in a way that I don't think anybody has ever binge watched. So if you aren't clear about his MO after watching yesterday, if you don't know every damn little thing, like what, this is why I know Charlene wasn't raped next to my dad. Nobody was raped next to the man. I don't think that was a feature he wanted. Like that, that
7: worked for him. It wasn't him at his MO, though.
0: Yeah, so it's not his MO at all. So that's where it's like, it's so clear his MO. I don't know if they could have made the case on MO only, but um, the evidence otherwise mm. without DNA would have been thin. So, and, and still... So what if we put him in jail? I'm like, we'll fucking put him out on the loose right now. If he's this guy, he can't even, he can't even climb up a stair. I know he's not, and I'm not saying release him, but I'm just meaning, he just, it's too long. I wish we would have got him a long time ago because he did, it, this has all been friction free. And I wish he needs some friction. <laughs> he needs some friction.
7: Ooh. What do you think about, what do you think about his act, Jen? What do you I'm think sorry, about?
0: his I thought is was thinking of lotion, if that, oh, just, no, just. I don't think I could ever use hand lotion again, honestly. So. Oh. What do you think about what, Mark? What did you say?
7: He's pathetic. If you look at like if you look at similar offenders over the years, like BTK and Ted Bundy and people like that, they've been in court and they've kind of owned what they've done. But he is just gone the other way. Like he, when he was arrested with a hammer and the thing, he kind of fell on the floor and flipped around like a carp on the floor, pretending to have a heart attack, heart attack, heart attack, didn't he? So what do you what do you make of his? Is he getting back to his cell and just standing up and, uh, as normal? Or is it literally an so, act for the cameras or what?
0: Yeah. It's the, so the the affect, that affect of like guilty, um, that's all, that's, uh, I, I think it's part of how he checks out. Yeah, I admit. Um, I, I think that's part of how he disengages and he, he didn't want to be in the room yesterday. So I think he just was doing that thing where he could be not, there, so that's why he couldn't remember what. Because that's why I was like, I'm gonna go slam on that stage and be like, he just said, "How he do you plead?" When he says, "How do you done Guilty. When he says, "Do you admit?" It's admit. How hard is this? No, but he wasn't listening. That's why. And I felt bad for Mr. Cress, his defense attorney. Because I'm like, just what? How many times does this guy have to punch him? Read, punch him. I also did. Anybody notice? Did Daniel ever drink water in public? Ever? Oh,
7: point. He That's what I mean about him. Has DNA. That's how he was called. That's how they got his DNA, wasn't it? Him drinking out of a cup or something? Yeah, but I, something I, I, does
0: I think well, this is, more of his, uh, this is uh, his ability to manage control,
7: like to manage yeah. his personal being.
8: Yeah, and because so, well, his DNA was from a right
7: tissue. End. Oh, sorry, tissue was it? My bad. I thought it was a cup.
6: And the right. handle of his door when he went into Hobby Lobby. Ah. Right so, uh, left at the all, back end
8: before the camera went off. His lawyer said to him, you need to drink some water. You haven't, any, you haven't drank any water. That, those were her words to him. That's right. right. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Patty.
0: And, and also, if you know, like, I was really worried he'd try to do a mental incompetent thing. And, and you guys just save this for the future. If you don't eat uh, but for a day, but more importantly, if you don't drink water for a day, you will then start to look like you are having mental incompetence because okay. you're completely dehydrated. So it's very likely he could have cut back on his own nutrition and, and water on Sunday, knowing it would make him weak and feeble and kind of spinny and dizzy and weird um, the next day. I don't know if any of that's true, but I do know that they have said in the jail he was fine, um, that he was active on Sunday, whatever that means, but he was doing his regular thing in his little six by eight. So, you know, I, I, I think that was, he was just trying not to be there. And I hope his family I, didn't watch. I hope his daughters didn't. I hope they didn't watch. I just couldn't even imagine. For a minute, I was thinking about that yesterday. And I'm like, please, God, do not turn this TV
7: on and watch this man. They even put a box of tissues in front of him. You see that? Did you did you pick up oh, on that? You,
0: no, I didn't see that. They
7: put a box of tissues right in front of him as if he was going to start crying or something. I'm like, was that Diane
0: Howard me. though? Because Diane was yeah. the one that started then rubbing his shoulder, and I'm like,
7: yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, seriously, I almost punched my TV. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I I'm
0: did kidding. not meet with Diane Howard. I didn't. I met with Cress and the blonde woman on the end. I and I apologize for not knowing her name. That's rude. But um, I met with them, not Diane Howard, the woman in the red jacket who does the touching. I like, don't touch him. That's just gross. Now, had I known, I would have brought a damn bottle of lotion and thrown it at him, but whatever. Go Jurgens. Uh, so, the, okay. So, the, yeah, that, so today, that was Dr. Speth's, uh, Cheryl Temple. I think that's all the breaking news I have right now. Oh, no, one really, really cool thing. Um, the One of the victims from the NorCal rape group. So, Anybody in Sacramento knows we're still going to have the NorCal rapist. That's coming up in August, I believe, or tentatively scheduled for August. One of those victims reached out to Chris Padretti and said, is there any way you guys could help us come together like you did so we're ready? And I'm like,
1: oh, my God, that's so amazing.
0: So that just makes me feel good because it means all the work that everybody put into this started to create something that could go forward and help victims going forward, know how to come into these cases, how to stand in their truth, how to not be of Jane Doe anymore, how to be okay with being raped and being able to tell everybody else to, you know, all the way off instead of feeling bad. And I've been- A survivor,
7: not a victim. That's right. survivor, not a victim.
0: It's unfair because as a murder victim, everybody's always had sympathy for me. Nobody ever said, what did you do to deserve, what did Dan and Charlene do to deserve that? I actually said that, but nobody else said that to me. But as rape victims, they get that all the time. And we have, I've told you guys, we do this horrible thing where they're like, you had it worse. No, you had it worse. And I go, you guys need to all shut up. I can't stand this. I said, I honestly, it's not had it worse. Everybody had it fucked up is what, how they had it. So, Anyway, are there there are other questions. I know we're talking. Anybody have questions? I'll be quiet because that's all the big news stuff. And then I'll, I'm going to try to write if I can. I want to just record all the notes I took yesterday because I just want to have them for the future. So when I get that written, then I'll turn it into a podcast. Um, Yeah. But I just need to catch up. Okay. There's a couple
2: that I thought you might want to answer. Um, one of them, a couple of them have to do with the process for August 17th. Okay. And you all give them in your victim impact statements, um, you know, kind of what's going to happen, what the process is going to be. Um, people want to know what they can do to help support your work. I thought that's a good one. Yeah. Mm. Um, and this is another inter- one I thought that was interesting is that um, someone wanted to know if anybody could recognize his voice based on his when he said guilty or I admit if anybody had recognized was able to recognize his voice from when they had he had talked to them or called them
0: so no but it's interesting you bring up the voice and then I'll go back to the other questions the voice one's interesting because I think it was Tian Ho from Sacramento prosecutor from Sacramento who said he would use James Huddle which I I do think I'm going to get an interview with him I had somebody else tell me he was willing to talk with us, talk with me. James Huddle, and, that, and I feel better about him because I understand more of his motive, which is to really just provide us with as much information as he could, understanding, as we all know, this truth is going to have to come out through all of us, not from D'Angelo. But um, that he used that voice, that voice, you know, low and gravelly when he was angry. Um, and then that high voice when he wasn't angry, which I'm like, hmm. Low on testosterone, sir. So, interestingly enough, nobody said that they recognized it because it really didn't sound like he really was adding a lot of affect to his voice. But that was interesting that he was known for having two voices. Like, that was, he was known in his family for having two voices. That's amazing to me. I am not. So, then to back up, asked about the uh, witness statements. Okay, first of all, to support the good work. Um, Chris and I are talking about trying to start a nonprofit. I'll fill you guys in on that, uh, fill everybody in on that as that grows. We've got to—I think we maybe do it at Sacramento Community Foundation or something. There's tax stuff we got to set up, but the thing is, is that Chris just really wants to build a retreat, much like her backyard, I think, for victims to go prior to their trials, so that they can have a chance to talk and work with one another without media, without people, without anything, just a place where they can just come and be. So sure, I'll sure. work with her to do that. Like absolutely. So I'll let you know, just stay tuned on that front. And then now on victim impact reports. Okay, so here's what's going on. And as I understand it, anybody who feels, anybody in the community who feels like they were a victim can send a letter to the judge. Those letters are due on August 1st. There is no limit to how many people can send letters in. There is a limit to who's speaking. So um, in fact, Caroline just briefly talked about that because I'm like, can we talk about that later? I can't really do that right now. Uh, but we will so the, one of the things they worked out in the plea deal is that the victim impact statements different than I guess typical, and i don 't know what typical is, but I'm told this is different than typical is that there as you heard the judge say yesterday, there will be no limit nor any editorial requirements for those wow. statements, so much as I am capable of the filibuster, I will not <laughs> but It's possible. Like if somebody wanted to filibuster, they could. So I think we could see statements. They're going to be, I mean, it sounds terrible. I don't mean to make this a game, but it's kind of interesting because y'all know all the different survivors and what their traits are and the personalities and everything. You could almost have a fun time predicting how people will speak and what they'll focus on because all of us are going to have a different focus. I know, I, I, you know, I tend to go too big and too broad and I'll end up being political because I will. Um, so everybody gets used to it. But, um, but everybody will have a different point of view. Chris very strongly about, you know, finding your voice and using your voice. So it's interesting to me, I kind of anticipate I'm here with Margaret and She's so exhausted, she's so exhausted. But you know, she comes at this with that feist that she had from when that 13 year old, that inner 13 year old that still
4: says, what do you want? And no, That's I didn't right. know what the word fuck means. That is literally <laughs> anything for her here. Yeah. That's all I have to say, and they know who it is. Yeah. But um, I was wondering, he's not going to, he's not gonna care what anybody's- Right. Says. Ex- that he's gonna zone out. Mm, I don't you know. I wonder if, not bringing his daughter's names into it or anything like that, but if you're saying something like, you have three daughters, you have a granddaughter, if that would even, in the tiniest, tiniest way, I don't know.
0: Sue, go tell your daughters that we're still separated at birth, because that, in my outline right now, that's literally in there. Wow. That's in there, because I don't... I. I started this whole passage about if your mother would hear was here. Here's what she'd say. If your daughters were here, here's what they might say. If your granddaughter was here, here what she might say. Not so much to not so much to rip him to shreds, but to actually
1: just connect him to humanity. Yeah, like, pers- personalize it for him. Yeah. Exactly.
7: So. Exactly. I
4: know he's very- it sounds awful, but he's, he's, he's got to be very visual because he's recreated things, right? Like with all whole throwing something over the TV or whatever. So if you can even put that tiny bit in his mind that he visualizes at one point, you know, oh my gosh, what if this would have happened? I, I don't know. Even if it's this, this much, it's something.
0: Maybe I should start um, a giant Google Doc and everybody can just add their, Um that's yeah. not a
7: bad shout. That's a good idea. That's, that's hey, not a bad shout. You've got, I'm I think, to, these, in, these impact statements are going to be the most uncomfortable hours of his life. I think you've got to talk to him, not in front of him. Yeah. You've literally got to not get in his face, but you've got to talk to him like that attorney did. That That tall guy with glasses yesterday thought mm-hmm. he was brilliant. He was talking directly to him, looking at him, yeah. making him feel uncomfortable. And I, I, think you've, I think you've got to do that. I yeah. think Sue's you right. Sue's person. right. You've got to yeah. personalize him and you've got to really make him uncomfortable. Okay,
2: two I'm about, to, oh, sorry. I, um, oh. I just want to say I'm about halfway through James Huddle's book. Oh. I, I, I read really fast. And um, one thing I can say is that the girls are still very heavily involved in JJD's life. Um, so I do think using their names personally might be a good psychological tactic. In the impact statements that's just my personal piece
0: as a as a mental health professional myself so. okay so that's really interesting and i thank you and now i'm going to call you what's that guy's name on criminal minds the goobler good-looking guy he can read books in three minutes
7: matthew <laughs> M- matthew googler yeah, it's him. Okay, yeah. Anne matthew is googler.
0: giving his character a run for the money dr spencer reed <gasps> Oh my god, Oh, I just had short a short circuit. Blah, blah,
2: blah, blah.
5: So <laughs> I started so reading hot. his book this morning as soon as I realized it had downloaded, but then I had to work, so I had to put it down. But I'm <laughs> I, I honestly only worked half the day yesterday because I was I turned on the hearing as soon as I was done with my meeting and
0: just listened to that. And well, so you guys I couldn't me do that out. two days in a row. I really <laughs> want to hear how it went in for you guys. Like I have time, I would love to hear how it was. For you, because... Oh, the hearing? Watching the hearing? Yeah. It was exhausting, it was. Oh. and
5: I'm, I've am i read um, Winters' book, you know, that's yeah. very, you know, play-by-play almost of, of everything that happened, and I've listened to, to every podcast, so I know, you know, the details of the crimes, but hearing it back-to-back like that, and then panning to the victims in the audience, you know, even though we saw their back, it was very emotional, because you could see them, you know, seeing you and seeing Debbie and seeing, and I think the one that really tore me was seeing Margaret because, you know, yeah. she's always been so feisty and strong, but she was so young, like, and to so to hear that and just to see her was very, very emotional because, you know, it's
0: it it was just so wrong, you know. If I was mean, I'd carry this computer and tell she's napping right now and show her, but she would kill me. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, as far as victim
1: impact statements, Um, I had a chance to to make one out of something that was just compared to this absolutely nothing. Um, but, um, I just, and the guy came to court and he was stoned, but so he probably didn't hear anything, but it was very empowering for me to say the things that I wanted to say to him and get those things off my chest. And so whether he heard it or not, so I, I encourage you to say those things, whatever you want to say. And, um, you know um just and and the judge hears it and the court reporter and the other people in there hear it and it's it, it, you take some of your power back and um then also what the parameters that they have set for you are um was is very much like um the, what happened in BTK's case uh, oh. i'm from wichita and um i watched those um, because it happened, you know, it was here,
7: mm. and
1: uh, and many of those victims got up, and they were all very different, and some went on for a long time, and others um, were, um, and some were, uh, I mean, they were all very different, but they all spoke from their heart, and uh, some were very angry, and some spoke directly to him and said, you know, just said, you are a, you know, piece of whatever, and um, of course, he's he was different than D'Angelo, but don't assume he's not listening. And I would look him in the eye, I mean, which yes. is what yes, most yes, of yes, those yes. guys did. And well, and Giselle, and... you just brought up a really good point. One of the things also
0: that you guys might not have heard or seen properly at one point, a man yelled, Did you guys hear that? Yes, What? he yelled that? a
7: coward or something. He said, Coward, didn't he? Oh, yeah, and the that's same ju- guy. The judge okay. said, it's You'll Victor... get your chance.
0: That was Victor Hayes. And I could tell when we got there in the morning, Victor was came kind of walked up with me. And I said, Victor, how you doing? He's um, I don't remember his number. But I said, and I could I'm like, Oh, he's not doing well. Like he he couldn't really do even talking. And he was struggling, he couldn't, he he forgot a mask. He was kind of discombobulated. Well, when we got in there, he couldn't sit down. He had to stand in the back. He gets he's still got a lot of tangible anger. And so then when Halliday read his case, he said, not Dick Jane, do- what he was yelling is not John Doe. My name is Victor. Oh, so wake up Margaret. I'm Victor Hayes. Read my name. I'm Victor Hayes. And that's when the judge said, sir, you'll have your chance in the victim impact statements, which I have to say is like the most frustrating part of this whole process It's just having to shut up. Like that's what every victim had to do. They had to shut up. Like, it's it's ironic and it's awful, but it's true. You have to shut up. So that's what was going on. as Victor was like, say my name, say my name. So it was him. So and if you ha- don't know who Victor Hayes is, look him up. But he's because he's done a couple. He's done an article, I think, with Page St. John. Um, so it is worth uh, going and looking at his case. In his case, his case will be interesting because there's some things he's pursuing um, that could lead to an interesting lawsuit. And so I don't want to give it away because he's working with lawyers, but he's onto something kind of interesting. And it may have have legs. Sometimes lawsuits are just not useful, but this may actually have legs. So let's fingers
1: And why did they, they said that, you said it could have gone on an hour longer, but they, people left. Now, does that mean that their cases will not, he will not admit to those? Does that mean they can't be admitted to? Or does that go the record?
0: Yeah, every, vi- so all of the district, all the DA's offices went through every victim, talked to each of us individually, and a handful, I don't know how many that corresponds to with the number of crimes, but a handful, I think I was told about 14. They're leaving. Okay, that's the people walking away. Um, mm-hmm. About 14 people said, you know what, I can't, my life has moved on so far or whatever. I have so Managed to compartmentalize that thing I don't want to talk about it and, I, and frankly if you ask my brothers that's what they would have said because that's exactly how they are about this thing it's not something they want to be they don't even want to hear his name I mean literally I texted him and just said it's done and you know they thanked me but they don't want to even hear his name so those are the people when I said there were more we could have been there for another hour that's again on the cr- and this is a really important distinction because I don't want to leave Visalia out of this these are only the crimes that they thought they could have made had there not been a statute of limitations, um, mm-hmm. but that's really it. That's really it, the crimes they thought they could have made because they had the DNA. Well, our challenge is we just have a pattern of behavior, but we don't necessarily have DNA. So no DNA. So we're gonna have, so it's been, we're gonna citizen sleuths, we're gonna have to put together the rest of the story and verify if Jennifer and Donna were actually killed by him. I did talk with Beth Snelling yesterday for a few minutes, and I said, "Look, you know, these were your peers at the time. Do you feel he's responsible for those murders?" And she said, "Honestly, from my point of view, yes, absolutely." So, I should question none that. I'm sorry, Jennifer.
3: Yeah, you, have my story. Would I be able to go up? And I mean, I was never raped or anything like that. But I had blue chip stamp left at you know the house, and yeah. I had a 1970. 1970- would I
0: could I go up and it address him? Up. To, so what Cheryl just told me because there's um, Charlene's best friend didn't come to court but wanted to just couldn't right. get it because of COVID and they're thinking that sh- they might let her talk now. Charlene doesn't hardly have any relatives so that's one of the reasons why Ventura is considering it. But it appears to be absolutely at the discretion. Sorry, looking over there because Margie's over. Right, but it happens to be at the discretion of the district attorney. Um, you know, there's other people that want to talk that may or may not may for the Smiths that may or may not really need to be talking for the Smiths. So they're the DAs are watching that.
3: We so, know our county sheriff will not even acknowledge Jennifer or Donna. He he doesn't even want
0: to talk about it. So that would okay. be um,
6: there, that may eventually
0: be come out of his hands. Who knows? Depending on how. So here's a couple things that will happen. I don't know when. We will get to know more of the evidence that's not DNA based. The, uh, my prosecutor said she would share stuff with me. After sentencing, everything has to be after sentencing because I said, "Look, we were ripped off of a trial. I don't know what you pulled out of his house. I don't know if you have Charlene's jewelry. I haven't even seen what jewelry have. I don't know any of this." And a couple other people have some of his stuff. Like there's stuff different places in different, um, different things have been turned in from different places. So I think we might get to see the stuff that they do have, which will help people maybe in Visalia a lot. Um, we'll get to know a little bit more of the evidence like um, d- what kind of guns they pulled out of that house what were they doing in the backyard with all those holes I mean what was really going on with every one of those you guys saw they cored out the grass in the backyard was, if you go back and look at the photos I know it's in my early blogs I think you can see the holes in the ground from the early blogs of um, from 2018 so they decor coring out his backyard we need to know um, there's more evidence based on, we heard a tiny bit yesterday, a little bit more evidence, I forget whose case it was, where they said they had interviewed a friend or a neighbor or some other people had more evidence that we, uh, testimony that we didn't know about. So we, there's a lot of testimony that they have as note, interview notes, that would have been testimony that we never got. But I want to see those interview notes. What, what else? Hearing his words yesterday, Cheryl said one of the things they really definitely wanted to make sure that they did was, make us aware of the words he had used with the victims and they did a great job. I mean, it was so clear. He used the same vocabulary. Shocking. Um, Narcissists tend to have a limited vocabulary. Um, So he used (laughs) the same words for things. And so it's not, it doesn't surprise me that when they kept reading those statements of what the witness, what the victim said about what he said, you know, you can't say penis. You must say dick. Come on. Really? And (laughs) Just come on. So I think that we'll get more color and more, uh, and the story will become richer as we start to hear the witnesses tell their interview, get those interview notes, and start to understand the texture of what else was going on and what people saw and what people thought. I know there was more. There were a little bit more witnesses in Ventura than we originally thought, as they've gone back and gone back because. I wanna say clearer heads have presided over the last decade because it was super emotional in Ventura in 1980. Some of you guys were there, you know, it was like fired up, charged. So I can see how that would um, skew your ability to, to tell the story well or to investigate well.
3: Have you looked at Huddle's book yet? And if so, when you are looking at him sitting in the chair holding the little child, And the, you know, the the picture in the background, something happened. The picture in the background of Sharon nursing her baby. Right. Take a look at the drywall. It looks like the picture is indented in the wall. And it looks like the electrical outlet is indented in the wall. And his telephone is off the hook. There is a lot to that picture.
0: Zoom in on it. I would like to now share with you what it's like if you happen to drift over to the pro boards this is what these crazy people do they know they go and they zoom in and then they flip the photo sideways and then they apply a litmus test to it i love my citizen sluice. this is i i can't like oh but it's it is fascinating and i'll be the first to admit i went to cheryl's office and took pictures through the window so yeah, I got it in me too. I'm not innocent in this. Um, so okay, Margie, I'll go look. But that's exactly what happens on the pro boards too. Like, let's go tear this apart, man. What do you see?
5: Now I've got to pull it up and look, Margie.
0: <laughs> oh, it's it's horrible. I mean, love it. I love so it. I love so it. Okay, people. wait, Dawn. Any more questions that from the introverts or who can't get a word in?
2: Um,
0: there's there's not
2: really a lot of questions. There's a lot of comments that people have they want to see his interrogation to see you know what he said I thought that was interesting that they said in the trial that that first um the first time that we had heard that he had made those comments that he did it and who whatever this jerry person he's trying to you know talk about and and all of that oh somebody's mentioning the um the jerry jerry yeah. Who made him do it. Supposedly I guess he's saying that's his alter ego. Um or, yeah. or his dark passenger, I guess, if anybody ever watched Dexter. Um but um
0: Dexter was yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um so that's kind of what it made me made me think about. Um so after all of that's closed, I guess, you know, a lot of people are wondering what or they wanna know what you said about
0: whether or not there are going to be additional things that we can find out. There will um, Okay, so there will be additional things. That Jerry thing, it's interesting, this morning I had a reporter talk to me about Jerry and I said, first of all, you've got to be kidding me, can we not give this wings? But I said, look, I'm not a therapist and you would be better to talk to James Huddle because if there was a dark passenger, surely James would have detected something. I said, but typically as anybody with I don't know, all of us with minors in psychology know, your alter doesn't just manifest at point of arrest. Right, That's not how alters work. Like you don't just go, oh, now that I'm arrested, guess what, I didn't do it, Jerry. did um, it." That mm-hmm. says every 10 year old ever caught ever for doing something
2: wrong. And he may have, I mean, he, he did used to be a police officer. So he may have thought he was trying to use that to prime some kind of defense for himself. You know, I mean, who, who knows? I'm what...
0: super surprised he didn't go hard on a mental incapacity, incapacity um, uh, defense because, honestly, he's dead to right, so all he had was mental incompetence. In the, and maybe he tri- trialed the Jerry thing, and when people stopped laughing, he realized, oh, this might not work.
7: In one of the, in I, I one of the things, thing. though, he said, he said to the victim specifically, we, all we want is food and money. We, he, he did say that in one of his attacks. He said that more than
2: one time, yeah. He
7: did, he did that a lot, time.
5: and I think it was just to throw people off. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he would just say stuff that was completely he also said, to he his situation. on
2: drugs and yeah, all sorts yeah, of stuff that was not, no offense I'm to not gonna hurt you. <laughs> that's yeah. none of that was true.
0: And, like, no offense to Bakersfield, but that's just not the town you think of. I mean, nobody's going to Bakersfield. You're from Bakersfield, you live in Bakersfield, you're not really ever going to Bakersfield. Okay, now my people that live in this area, no matter like. Oh, my yeah. um, but you know, Baker, I mean, his van, his van. Yeah, his van. somebody else just mentioned that. Yeah, he there was this, he yeah. had kind of that whole, he did kind of, I would say maybe he did have a persona. You know, we use him yeah. in all the time. Who's this persona? Well, when I'm badass, I'm Jerry. Like maybe he did actually have a persona. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough. But, but I don't believe he had an altar or anything like that. Mm. I just don't I believe think- it.
8: It's it's hilarious that that was the best name he could come up with. Jerry <laughs> it was Jerry, you know, not like Randolph or you know something exotic or intimidating. It was Jerry. Raul. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the count of whatever. You know, just something that sounded spooky. No, Jerry. Jerry, just, like,
7: Jerry,
1: one of
8: funny or what one just... of the Ninja Turtles. You know, I know or Mike or Mike and Angela. Angela. Raphael. You know, yeah, yeah, Raphael. Donatello. Yes. I'm like a super follower,
0: Jerry. I don't want to be offended, but it's true. I would never have picked Jerry as my. Like, do you
2: have one question too from an introvert that they would yes. like you to answer? <laughs> um, did 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 you all know ahead of time that they were going to bring up the thing about his small penis? Did you know they were going to do that ahead of time?
0: Jane might have known because it was her statement that Amy pulled it from. So I Jane might have known. I I can't tell if Margaret's up or not. If she's walking around, she, she had breakfast with Jane this morning. She might have known, um, but no, but nobody else knew. So Amy dropped that. I mean, she did it so well. And to see this beautiful woman up there who's like, Amy's like, it's like, like Cheryl, like they're just so put together, right? They come, they're mm-hmm. they just very professional and everything. And just like small penis. I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> did, did
2: Jane do this when they said that and she was standing up? Yeah, sure oh, she, gave she thumbs up. Oh, she yeah. Thumbs up? She said. Yeah. She had Told us she was going to walk up to him
0: and do this. Yeah. She
2: said that to a reporter too. I saw an interview.
0: Okay. Yeah. Any of you that are yeah. only listening and not watching the recording, um, just scratch your finger, your nose with your middle finger, and you know what I just did. So. <laughs> or yeah, push your know. glasses
1: up. Yeah, if you're wearing glasses, push your glasses. Yeah, up. Push your
0: glasses up with your middle finger. That's the one. That's it. Thank you. I do you I
7: think she realizes that. how iconic that photo is going to be and how much courage that's going to give other women? To come forward that picture of her standing up to one of the worst serial offenders ever is going to give so many confidence such confidence to fellow victims it's going to it should be blown up into a billboard that's an amazing photo it is an amazing image
0: i'm hoping that um i hope i'm so i um i don't know if i mentioned this or not but the court um drawer lady what the heck are they called the illustrator you know they have the court
7: but yeah you know, yeah
0: illustrator artist yeah 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 artist that's it she i was what i was she was in my view to the lectern and i was i love i don't know how people can draw so fast is what i'm trying to say and then she brought out this incredibly beautiful palette of paints and she's just knocking this stuff out and so she showed me the one she did of cheryl and i which moves it's like oh i, need, I want a copy of that. She goes, I listen to your podcast I'll give you one and I'm like what, what you listen to me you're weird okay so but she was doing an amazing job and I think Mark to your point I think she'll have one of Jan, I think she'll have one of Jan I'm trying to remember she was still there I do know I told her to look for the moment for Phyllis when we all stood and she goes oh I'm gonna see if I can cry to do that she goes I don't know how I'm gonna draw it that fast but I'm like take a mental picture and do it later. I don't care. But that would also be another killer moment where this- There's a load
7: of screen grabs, love. There's a load of screen grabs on the internet about it. So maybe you don't need a, it could just be blown up from one of them. It's just an awesome, awesome image of courage. And it should give a lot of confidence to victims of serial offenders. Well, any offenders really. It's it is amazing. so
0: hard to not whip out your phone and take pictures when you're sitting there. And I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I said, no, I can't. But I want, cause I was so close to it. I'm like, this is such a great moment but they 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 had cameras in the back So
2: was her name vicky people want to know if it was vicky because if if it's vicky she was she's kind of famous vicky Barringer. vicky Barringer. somebody just
1: posted up there Uh, oh somebody
0: said she posts she sketched the unabomber wow oh wait no i don't have her card with me wait um her card is in my pants at home damn it they're in my pants at my other at my at my daughter's house, um, I will check that. I will post. I want to post her information. Um, it's it, she, she. She was good. Uh, she's okay. If she, if that was her, she was delightful. We sat and talked before lunch. I came out from lunch and it was crowded. They fed us subway sandwiches. You guys saw that? Fed us subway sandwiches, which was thankfully, thankfully simple. I don't know if somebody said don't feed them anything that's going to upset their stomach because. I could only eat half the sandwich. I was a knots. If it weren't for those Lay's potato chips, I don't think I would have made it. Those Lay's saved me, saved me. But um, she was quite delightful and real, and the and the drawings were beautiful. They were beautiful. In fact, the one of Cheryl and I, unfortunately D'Angelo is right in the middle because she's drawing for a different audience, but I'm like, I'll just Photoshop him out, please. I want one of these. <laughs> so cool just to have, because that moment for me is, I'm never going to forget that moment with Cheryl on, this, on the lectern just just taking care of my family like that was everything so yeah yeah, that would yeah be
6: that's true. for me if i have a question it's me i'm, Ms. Brenda. I, I'm brenda i'm, I'm brenda. on twitter so we talked yeah, I, I, I sent it. messages yesterday um that is two of the, the two-part question i have is what can we do on hard days like that for you guys because i know you're overwhelmed with messages and i didn't want to take away from being with your family and being together but i want you guys to honestly know we are honestly pulling for you and we have strength that we can give you during these moments like i just want you all to know that that's what i'm feeling for Mm -hmm. you
0: You, okay so i could not be more clear about this when i say you guys it helps it does help even if we can't, so the biggest thing is, no, we can't reply. Cause it's just, my phone still is blowing up. It's just still ridiculous. Um, media, everybody, because I listed my phone number. So I'm like, everybody calls. But the thing is, is where, where it mattered to me is that I know, well, at least me, cause my followers are amazing. I don't know about anybody else's, but mine are amazing. My followers tend to be truth tellers. My followers tend to um, be very victim oriented. And while many of you have suffered trauma, Y'all are just in this because you want the right thing to be done. And and it's not about being famous or being noticed or anything like that. It really comes from this very heart connect place. So to me, every message I got, and I tried to look at them, there were moments where I was like, I just gotta not hear this for a few minutes. And I looked mm-hmm. at my phone. I don't know if that was proper or not. Um, also, I hear my mom saying, get off the phone. But um, the, I, <laughs> it, it, it does help. Like even just knowing, I knew I was kind of spewing on Twitter yesterday as I got a chance. But the thing is, I didn't even worry because I go, well, I didn't tag it or anything. I go, people will hashtag it for me. If people want to share this, they will. If they care, they'll like it. If they don't, they won't. It doesn't matter. Like I just know you guys got our back. And I know I'm not the only one. I'm looking outside, like, where we all would be. But I know when we were all outside, like, when we talk to another, that support is everything. So it, there's not a way to do it, Brenda. To me, y'all are doing it right. And I think the only thing is just as long as there's not an expectation we can get back to as fast, because, frankly, now we're all kind of crashing and cratering from just exhaustion. Like, we can finally let go. In fact, I, I told Cheryl, like, oh, I didn't – I. Right after D'Angelo was arrested, I was fired. By the way, that son of a bitch texted me this morning. The man who fired my ass texted me this morning and said, I'm so glad this is over for you. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could hit him in the face. Anyway, but I cratered with the arrest of D'Angelo. My life has been a disaster, a mess for the last two years. I'm one of the few that actually just, I think because I kind of was done raising Katie for all intents and purposes. I mean, mechanically, uh, custodially done. And so I just could go into free ball, lost my job, didn't have a thing to do that was organized. So I cratered, but actually a lot of the rape victims really soared. And, and, and then we all last night, there were texts going around last night. Suddenly it was like, we did not realize how much real estate he had taken inside of us. And it's both psychic real estate, but also kind of almost um, like alien, like like it's gone now. It literally last night for the first time in, I can't even tell you how many months, I did not have any thoughts about him at all. Not about Charlene and dad. Like I looked at them last night and I think there's a full moon this week. And for all my woo-woo people out there, if there's a full moon, that's the time when you are to let go of things. I'm gonna let go. I'm gonna tell, I told Dad and Charlene last night to go. I said, "Go now. Go. Go be with your friends who passed. Go see Grandpa. Go do all those things you need to go do. Don't even look back. We're done. You can go rest. And maybe that's some of the peace I feel. But it's like your spirit does not have to struggle any longer. And and Charlene's the only one I still kind of worry about a little bit. But I feel like we're, I'm amassing her people. Cheryl's gonna connect me with her old best friend. Like I'm amassing the people to support Charlene. Um, because She might just need a little bit more to let go, but um, because I learned that she would, just what she went through, it, it's very similar. I mean, I that's why I was crying so hard during the um, Herring uh, during Deb's case, during Sherry and Greg, is that just and 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 the Harrington's too, that it just it's so similar. So, um, I think they're almost gone, but the full moon is coming out. I don't know what night it is tonight or tomorrow or whatever, but that's the chance to let it go. So, any of you been holding on to anything, chance to let it go. It's time to let go. we got to. Start healing, all of us. Even the nation. My
6: second, my second question has to do with us supporting you. Uh, you've been very vocal. You and Michelle are very vocal about "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." Um, I was introduced to like not feeling like a weirdo because I'm obsessed with true crime, but I don't call it that. Uh, it, it's connecting through these human stories, yeah, like your case. Um, so, me supporting the show, me supporting Patton Oswald, is that taking away from you should i not be supporting that i mean i know you have feelings about certain images that are being released um i did listen to the podcast after the show and liz did bring up she i think it's liz it might have been the other one liz garbis elizabeth wolf no yes yes it might be elizabeth um she worked on my aunt something's wrong with aunt diane yes and she remembers Yeah. yeah And she distinctly remembers releasing a picture of the scene of the mother. And she says, it still sits with me today that I did that and I can't undo it. So I'm mindful of that whenever I'm filming something. Knowing that I was, I feel protective. It's one of those things where she's like, she's grown as an artist and she realizes I don't have to do the tropes of, of, of. Exploitation. Yeah, the sensationalized stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, she doesn't want sensationalizing. she wants to tell the story of the victims because their stories that were stopped at that moment have a right to be heard now. So, always not that of the
0: killer himself. So, you enjoying the McNamara HBO special takes nothing away from me. I, but i want you to
6: know i support you is what i'm You do and that's
0: what i mean it takes nothing away from me there is room in this world for all these things to be and and i think you'll see over the course of the series it's it's really about michelle i mean generally it's about michelle and so and that and i'm like eh, it's not, that doesn't take anything away from me i i don't want that picture in there cuz that does cause harm in that bad quote from paul but i've been very vocal about that and they're aware so they 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 know they know and there's time to fix it because it's down the road. But that doesn't take anything away. I think to me, um, I think in the last podcast, I said the only thing I ask of anyone ever is always assess someone's motivations. Like, why are they doing this? What's in it for them? If once you understand some, it's even like, listening to the press conference of the DAs, what's in it for them? They got to be elected again. So
7: exactly. I'm
0: not saying agendas are bad and motives are bad. I'm just saying be aware of them. And then think through um, if you ever are in the position where you can tell somebody's story, just try to do no harm. And, that, and most victims will have you tell the story truthfully and it doesn't feel harmful. I can't, there's no one here that I've met of all these survivors that said, please don't tell my story, um, that will hurt me. They've just said, please tell it properly. Please tell it correctly. So I heard today this woman that I cannot stand is writing a book about her family. I'm extremely upset about that. It's probably the only reporter in my whole life that I just really cannot stand. And I heard she's writing a book, and and the person who was arguing with me was saying, how can I mend your relationship? And I said, well, let me ask you a different question. How is it that somebody's writing a book about my family, which has already been done, as we know, and they never talked to my family? How is it you can write a whole book about my family and I don't even know what's happening? Sounds Once like a leech self-published, to me. but the other, here comes another
1: one like it seems odd to me That's it that's why I'm like okay what's your and motivation why, And why would they be writing that anyway I mean what's her what is her motive or his motive money Money relevant well, uh, relevant Yeah I mean, she's a leech what, what she's a leech have, of, Exactly And so exactly. if there were you ought to be the one writing the story if you wanted to and if you don't want to okay i mean i can
0: pretty much convince you that i don't need to talk about the crimes i'm trying to think of a way to write this awesome story like the part you guys are part of and the part these survivors are part of and the part that can help us all move forward i'm trying to figure out how to write
1: that because that i think that can be well you can well and you can say d'angelo didn't steal my life he didn't write he didn't write the rest of my story Exactly. The rest of my story is this, and he doesn't get to write the rest of my story.
7: Have you approached Netflix, Jennifer? Have you thought about Netflix? They they do some brilliant kind of documentaries about similar kind of situations. Have you have you thought about that? Yeah, you do it properly. They would do it properly.
0: Mark Randolph was my boss. He's the one that originally founded Netflix, and then he and Reed took it to the new heights but so it's not like I don't have a contact but I, I just really want to be cl- I just need to be clear about what I would say that would matter
1: yeah
0: mm. I, that makes sense it just it needs to advance things not
7: repeat. like an episode per family an episode per victim family
0: yeah well actually there's a lot that's with these victims that I don't think everybody knows like kind of backstory and
7: exactly other
0: lives change like gay is someone who's still extremely angry because she was professionally really ramping up. In fact, we just talked about this last Thursday. She was really ramping her career when he raped her and, and when he and Bob he came in on her and Bob. And, and she tried, and this is, I love it because this is so what I would do. She tried to power through after and go with her career. And she basically kind of basically had a nervous breakdown because it, she just couldn't, that woman couldn't exist the way it had prior to the attack. So th- those are the kind of stories where you, I really want to understand. First of all, it's hard when you're driven like that. It's hard to take the step back and be okay with letting yourself back off. Like I even had to give myself per- permission last week to just effing sit in a chair. Like you're not going to be able to do much more. And I was making all my phone calls and trying to fight battles, but I really didn't expect myself to do anything else. And that's hard to give yourself permission to be that kind of feeling that useless so that might be powerful to kind of talk about those kind of messages put the um i probably don't, i don't i haven't done any coaching uh at all lately but i learned so much good stuff there i'm trying to think of some ways to put those themes together to help people lift up and and go forward because yeah we're just in a weird time I, I i think we're at a time when america needs inspiration and america's trying to reimagine mm-hmm. what we want to be and i think that's all awesome like that's that's the energy i want to tap. The, life positive freaking optimistic energy that that we need right now that's what i really want to tap. hey
2: jen yes there's a couple things one okay. the next full moon is saturday night into sunday morning okay
0: thank you i'm on it
2: <laughs> kelly said that i believe thank you Ms. And, um <laughs> then someone wants to know Um, how you felt about the um, articles in the LA times and the podcast and everything Paige St. John.
0: So, so Paige, I think I'm thinking, so here's the deal. Paige has been kind of accepted into the fold in some ways. Now she's incredibly professional and walks that line. Um, But at times she's talked me off the ledge because she's understood I get really so meta, and she can go really meta, like feminism and evolution of and toxic masculinity, and like big stuff, big big things. She can, she likes to talk about that kind of stuff. So she and I have actually talked just off the record about those kind of things. I think she handled um, "Man in the Window" really well. She, uh, she no, she, she personally regrets that she doesn't have a sexy voice. Um, so she, she, got, she got so much coaching on her voice and the way she tells the story. And it's, I think it's almost interesting that they had her tell the story if that was the issue, because she's a print journalist and she doesn't like to ever be in front of the camera or even on the recording. Although I think the podcast was pretty darn good and it was focused on the victims. And we got to hear from Bonnie and she and, she and Bonnie. You know, we hear from Bonnie again in the HBO special spoiler alert I guess is that a spoiler alert do we know that did they tell us that we get to hear from Bonnie Uh, and Bonnie does a good job Um, that's when I think Paige was probably the right woman to interview her first because Paige will never play gotcha journalism and she will always tell you if there's something you need to know before you run into it so like don't run there there's a hole in the ground like go around it she's that kind of journalist and those and Sam Stanton from the Sacramento Bee he's like that he is we had heard that there might be protests from Black Lives Matter at the thing yesterday, and so I reached out to him on Friday and just said, "See all the stuff I'm doing behind the scenes. Y'all don't even know how crazy things are." I said, "Sam, I know you're at Black Lives Matter at the state capitol. Do you know who's in charge of Black Lives Matter? Could you find out if they're planning a protest?" And he's like, "I'm on it." And he called the woman who runs Black Lives Matter in Sacramento, called back to me, and she said, "Nope, not on their agenda." And I'm like, "Okay, thank you. I'm just like could we just do one thing at a time." So that was great, and and, and only because and the only reason I think it came up because he was a cop you know, he's an ex cop and that fits their narrative. And so, unfortunately, unfortunately, thank you, Mr. D'Angelo. So yeah, so there's, there are some reporters out there who have really been almost closet advocates for us. And they've, They've let us know. Sam was the one who told me that originally he had heard it was going to be at the convention center or at Cal Expo. Like they'll share back. And I, I really appreciate that because a lot of times we don't know we're as you saw yesterday, many times we've been herded. We get herded as a group, as a cohort, we get herded along and we don't necessarily hear what they don't want us to hear. So the journalists have been really important in all of that. Did I answer the question?
1: Don, Did
0: I kind of answer
7: it? So pay- so do you do you have like a how do you have someone like say I'm gonna say Madeline McCann parents have Clarence Mitchell? Do you have someone who manages your media response? Has someone got your back in that response, or are you just left. For the Jennifer fight? Carroll? For me? You, is that you? You are the person who deals with all the media and stuff, are you? Okay It's been
0: me. I'm trying to get Don to start to help me a little bit because I realized I'm so bad at it.
7: And my, I don't think you are. Some of my I don't friends, I think you are too.
0: Oh my god! But but I'm I'm bad at like details. Some of my friends on this call right now. will know I'm one of whom knows I didn't cash a check and caused her great pain. I'm um, <laughs> bad at details. So because I'm like always way ahead of myself, unfortunately, that's me. Um. So yeah. So I'm trying to. So Don's agreed to help me a little bit, kind of make sense out of life, so I could, because. I think things are gonna get quieter and I'm living for that moment. But I personally have a lot of threads I still wanna pick up that got dropped. So I wanna go back and pick up some of those threads. And that's gonna be what I try to do after I get enough rest, which I'm thinking maybe by next week. It's a holiday this week in, Cal- in the United States, right? We have a holiday, something, yeah, that's coming. Like, I don't know how you have a holiday when you're kind of quarantining, but we'll be. Um, so so we, at least it means expectations are lowered. Hey, Jen
2: would you care to answer there's one more thing somebody wanted to know how Larry Poole was
0: Larry Poole I love him <laughs> I love him so much the reason I love him is that he um I felt like he was a stand up oh I got to tell him my story yesterday too the when I tell about him that he's never heard he's such a stand up guy that he has always been truthful with me much like cheryl temple in fact that that resonates a lot with me when somebody i don't care if it's ugly just tell me i do so much better just knowing what's true and then i can decide what i want to share and not share just tell me what's true so larry's always been like that And the story i tell you may have heard it is that we were doing unsolved mysteries about it must have been about 2002 or three because unsolved mysteries paid for me to take katie and my mom to disneyland katie just being a little sprite i think she was three so and I always thought that was so cool that they did that. So we got kind of a little long weekend out of it. But when we were taping in the, in the, we weren't in the studio, but we were in a warehouse or something taping this thing. They had interviewed me and then, um, it's Margaret, uh, Larry, uh they brought Larry on and I stayed to listen to him. And I swear, I told him, I go Larry, I tell a story that you kind of like lost it that day. Cause you said so many things about my case, our case that I had never heard before that were kind of gruesome. And I, I just was standing behind the camera going, they can't put this on TV. That's 2002, like, they can't put this on TV. Reality TV was bad, but it wasn't that bad yet. And I'm like, what are you saying? And he goes, I did? And I go, yeah, you did. And so when, when I'm you know, telling him that he, he's always, he's a, a, an eye daughter and a T-crosser. And the minute he assured me he had nothing to do with any files leaving Orange County, I'm like, thank you. And of course, of course you didn't because that's just not how he rolls. He's by the book kind of guy, which is honest to God. Honestly, I think all we want from our police is by the book. Like what's happened is we've gone outside the book, but when you're really by the book, there's actually protocols and ways you treat things that have been designed to protect so many people, including them. So he's just felt really by the book. So it was, he came up and gave me the biggest damn hug and it was awesome. I'm sure he's littered with COVID because he's from Orange County, but whatever. It didn't matter. I'm like, I don't care. I'll take a bullet for you, but big boy. And it was great just to see him after 20 years to just be with him. And I'm like, that little kid I had is 20 now. Like, holy crap. They had um, stuffies and toys for her at the cold case office down in Orange County when we went down to visit them after Disneyland. And they had given her the world's largest caterpillar, like those obscene stuffies that are out there. It was the world's largest Caterpillar. and She brought that stupid thing home to my tiny little house and I loved it. It was like a sofa for her as a little three-year-old. So sweet. That's Orange County, cold case group back then. So cool. So cool. Okay. I know it's been a long time and some of you are nodding off because you're already actually in bed. You guys are good. Any, this is awesome. I love seeing, I might do this again before the thing. I just love talking with you guys. This is like the smallest little cocktail party I've ever had of all my favorite people
7: so how much do you think think your life's going to change after your victims i think the victims the victim statements is going to be such an enormous part of all your lives you talk about closing you talk about moving on that's your chance to really put a full stop at the end of they have
0: advised us if we sit in they had advised us they think it's going to take a week a week a week i don't even know if i can do that i mean i'm all in but wow a week Um, So they've advised us it could take a week, and then of course there's all the formal sentencing stuff too. I believe they're not through the uncharged, not I'll admit crimes, but guilty crimes. They'll have to do the charges. Also the judge then apparently can be influenced at statements to add to the charges. I'm like, well, uh, beyond 20 years, when we talk about this, guys, like, we're going to be lucky if he makes it to Tuesday at this point.
9: Exactly. So
0: that'll, exactly. like, my practical commands, like, whatever. That feels like whatever to me. I'm much more interested, to your point, Mark, about the statements and people being able to express how they're feeling and the loss and all of that. So yeah. um, that, I, so be prepared. And uh, yeah, be prepared for a week. And I don't know how that's, I guess YouTube's a great way to go. That seemed like it worked yesterday. I don't know- yeah. For anybody who is looking for spirit, the woo-woo part of the talk again, I do feel like spirit was there at the very beginning. Okay, maybe it's just how I wanted to see it. But Orange County guys, Mike, wouldn't work. And I'm like, that's what you get for letting go of those files. Um, and then um, we did have technical difficulties. If you guys noticed, we had technical difficulties. So I'm like, Janelle, are you going to go shove? Hey, well, Shelly had said Janelle would shove D'Angelo if he could, but he was in, in a chair, so he couldn't be shoved. But I'm like, every time he fumbled with the mask, I'm like, that's Janelle just going up and flicking his mask. And so um, so I felt like definitely, I, here's how I think spirit was there, because I felt like I felt it, felt it leave. I was so cold yesterday morning. I can't explain to you how cold I was. And it was the inside your body cold, not the skin's cold. It was inside. And I'm like, oh, God, they're here. They're here. Um, so, so I feel like a lot of energy got released yesterday that needed to be released that needed to have a chance to let go now. So that was that was cool. So yeah, Mark, it's gonna be a big damn deal and it's gonna be long.
7: Yeah, and I
0: maybe I will start a, a Google Doc just to see what everybody else write your fantasy witness statement, in victim impact statement right here. And we just we just roll those suckers up. That would be really interesting, just different people's points of view. I I I very much I'm a collaborator and I very much like to hear what others have to say. So I think that'd be fun. If I get that going, I'll put it out there and you guys can jump on. just be on google docs the
7: only time he reacted yesterday was when someone stood up in front of him and got in his face a little bit that's the when she went to look about the whole small wheeler wiener and she was stood right in front of him was the only time he flinched or reacted in any way so these witness statements are going to be really really a real chance for you to put a full stop at the end your full stop at the end of it yeah
0: yeah it'll be interesting Okay, I can't believe you guys give me nine minutes of your time. I'm so flattered. Like, what time is it right now? Oh, it's five thirty. How
1: far away? How far away from him? How far away from him were you? I mean, I was. I would say, like, like twenty feet. So, uh,
0: I can't even do it in this room. But
1: not, okay, so twenty feet. So like about you, twenty feet. And then that was the stage. Okay, so um, I'm I'm assuming, of course, COVID will still be going on, but you know, six feet, you could say, I hope they let you get closer than 20 feet because you can tune out at 20 feet. You ought to be able to get at least 10 yeah. feet from him yeah. and, okay, so and just get in his face. That's a really good point. I will ask about yeah. the logistics. I, I did not expect
0: him to face us. I'm so glad they did that. I was so afraid mm-hmm. he'd be sitting sideways, you know, and to kind of see both ways or that he was going to have his back to us. So yeah. If we, if we look for what the gift the pandemic gave us, the pandemic gave us a plea, which now today, three days ago, I wasn't as happy as I am today. I'm super happy now to have the plea. I'm done. I'm done. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, the and pandemic gave us an, a remarkable setting. Like that would have never looked the same in a courtroom. That actually no. was amazing in terms of the setting. I think it gave us ability to not, I didn't feel crowded or hot or any like, so many things that could have happened in the courtroom, we didn't experience. And then we had him facing us. And that was a gift too, honestly. A huge gift.
1: It was yeah, I know BTK was out. sitting at the end of a table. Yeah. And yeah. He, could, he was sitting where they, where he had to see the people. I think that they owe you that. Yeah, and they might, right where Jane was standing, they, might, they could put a lectern there with a
0: camera on us if they want that for YouTube. But I, I'm with you. I'd prefer, I would supposedly you're speaking to the judge. Ideally, the way, the way I understood it is you're speaking to the judge in your letter, although you can say, Judge, Your Honor, may I address the defendant? And exactly.
7: You do that. That's what you need to do.
0: And so I can see why having us up front would be really valuable. And, and maybe, I hope it's not too scary for some, but, but we'll figure all that out. I mean... You'll be empowered. California is a legal cannabis state. We can figure <laughs> it out.
8: I liked the um I liked the irony of where it was held uh do you do you know that he received his bachelor's in criminal justice from that very university back in 1972 it's so funny I just heard that yesterday I got my
0: first one there so my I felt really comfortable I'm like I'm at school this is so cool I haven't been back here in a while um it's very cool that it was actually where he got his stupid degree wasn't Um, that one about Bonnie too Oh, maybe. Wasn't it Sierra College? Was it Sierra Foothills? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're probably right. I, mean, I thought it was at Junior, JC. But the thing yeah. is, I, I, you know what? I'm going to reach out to Sac State and go, just in case you're worried about having a creepy alum, you had also some cool alums. So, you know, just in case, in terms of the case. Um, because I don't want him to go down as being like, D'Angelo went to Sac State. No, no, no. Some of the others went to Sac State too, damn it. And
6: some of the reporting mm-hmm. yesterday was that the reason for the clear mask was so that you could see his expression. Mm.
7: Yeah. Mm.
0: So yeah. there was no mask. But and could you, it was re- I didn't have much reflection, but then I was down below the lighting. Could you guys see him very well? Oh, yeah. yeah. When, he <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi. when he remembered okay. to
6: slump forward, you could see him better. <laughs> when <laughs> he remembered Nothing to, to <laughs> do the <laughs> black jaw thing.
9: Yes. That's right. he
6: reached when he reached up to scratch himself. He forgot he's supposed to be feeble. Oh, good. <laughs>
9: and
7: then the when wiener I'm... joke, and he suddenly sat back like, "What?" You know, and then he, "Oh no, I'm supposed to be decrepit," and he sat back again. Yeah,
5: <laughs> one thing that I noticed at the end was interesting. Is right before they dismissed everyone, and they were talking about the um, having the sentencing being so far past the normal amount of time. And I saw his, his attorney he was leaned in and speaking to him, and he kind of looked, he lost that feeble look, and he rolled yeah. his eyes at something. Like, he just totally looked like, oh, my God, like this. And I could tell, you know, I mean, I could tell it was an act the whole way through, but that really was like, you could just see him snap out of the act and
0: clearly well, be annoyed the by it. baby, it was supposed to be done, the, the press had been told at 3 o'clock the press conference would happen. And I think I mentioned you guys, Cheryl Temple at that. I mean, she had done the math and she said, on a good day, it's three and a half hours. And that's this is not going to go fast. And it didn't. And so, as three went by and I'm like, oh my God, and like it would have been another hour, I thought, oh, poor baby, this is going long for you. I'm so sorry. Is this hard? You're sitting there. Like, we all have breathe. We can't swallow. (laughs) Our stomachs are in knots. And yeah, as I stood there looking at Cheryl Temple, somebody said, were you taking pictures? Because I had my stomach pan on my stomach. I was doing that thing where if you press, you can do this with your kids. If you press down your stomach, you can kind of keep barf from coming up. You kind of are pushing the barf back down. And I was literally pressing on my stomach to push that. I'm like, if I vomit right now, I kept thinking I was listening to her, but I'm like, if I vomit, it's gonna be one of those chain reaction vomits and everybody else is gonna vomit and it's gonna be disgusting. So don't vomit right now. This is gonna not be pretty. But it just it felt that, that might have been kind of cool.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. And, oh not was- for you, but for him. <laughs> Room, yeah. oh my God. I just like I kept thinking, and, and like I had my little survival pack. It's so funny. I'm like, what does a person bring to court? I brought my notebook, of course, and my pen, and I brought headphones because I thought if I had to do any interviews or talk on the phone, I could have privacy. But then I brought two things this is the best part I brought two things of Pop Tarts because I'm like, oh, those are plain, and if all I can do is nibble, I can just keep breaking off a piece of Pop Tart. Well, you had to be scanned to go in, and they had to search your bag. That's why they told us we had to use these. Zip- I used the Ziploc bag, other people had clear bags so I put it down and the cop goes you got pop tarts you got pop tarts and I'm like do you need my pop tarts he goes no and he goes but I really love pop tarts And like, pop tarts are awesome so cops the love pop tarts that's what we got to know that so that, yeah if you ever need to bribe a pop tarts other than donuts I don't maybe donuts it's just a trope now but um yes so pop tarts actually came in handy this morning instead of yesterday I didn't ever get to them because eating was really too hard but uh but yeah and now I know it's laced potato chips, it's high salt chips. That's the answer, man. Ooh.
7: Life saving. You can have food. Is he still on hunger strike? Because he has oh. lost a hell of a lot of weight, hasn't he? He has yeah, lost he a did. hell of a lot of weight.
0: When I talked to his, um, de- I don't know, I don't want to put these words in their mouth because I'm not sure that's who the source was. Somebody told me it's mostly because he didn't have any extras. Like, he's just. So <laughs> yeah, no beer, no treats, no anything. So no, at,
8: at, you know, we all know what extras are, the stuff we eat at night. Um, well, I, oops, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Paul Hole said that he would sit in front of his computer and eat peanut butter by the spoonful. And so oh. he's not doing that anymore. So, you know, and the other thing was that they've said that all he does is paste in his cell. Like the whole time, just yes. Constantly. Apparently,
0: yeah. He that that compulsive behavior. I've heard yeah. that that compulsive behavior still happening, which would be pacing, right? I mean, what else can you right. do? Um, that was certainly Victor yesterday. Like, just he couldn't st- sit. Like, he was just electrified, and that yeah. that was that. It did feel like electric. There was no this ropes. electrified field. Jennifer,
6: how much do you know about the scene of his home? Do you know about any of that information? Because I I know that he cut. Well, he had a computer. And that he would put a towel over it. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Do you know the notes that he would leave on the the window? Like the little post-it notes to the kids about you will fucking connect the internet like now. Like it's out. Fix it. Like that kind of thing. I
0: don't know about those things. I have seen a photograph that someone, uh, a sleuth, another um, Mm -hmm. public sleuth, what are we calling Uh, guys? Who has took a photograph that she noticed. And I didn't even notice that. And I was at his house. Although I... Didn't want to trespass. She actually went up on the driveway to the gate. If you look at his fence, and, and I, if I haven't shared this photograph, I'll get a copy from her. He had put screws up such that the screw point sat about every three inches across the top of his fence so that you, interestingly enough, couldn't hop his fence without getting just ripped to shreds by these screws that were aiming up. In fact, she shared it with Paul Holes yesterday and he's like, I didn't even notice that. Because who would? That's not something you look for. But she's, it's legit. It's a legitimate picture of his fence. And that's how, hard, that's how well he understood people would jump fences to get into yards, <laughs> interestingly enough. That's so his, I'll get that picture. And I'll share it.
2: That's his projection because, I you did. know, he assumes other people do the same things he's guilty of doing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah
0: for sure
1: yeah he won't be in general population did you say he is if uh, I did a podcast
0: a while back where I went through exactly how it'll work but Uh he goes to the Department of Corrections does this I as I understand it they don't know necessarily who he is in terms of his reputation they have to do it they have like a I'll call it a rubric for all my teachers on the call Mm -hmm. they have essentially a rubric and he gets scored based on the rubric in fact Oh, here's a little nugget I learned today. The district or the prosecutors had almost a rubric because they, they had to go see for every crime, which checkbox, which thing did he do? And, and as we heard yesterday, it almost was like, did he do this one? Did he do this one? Did he do this one? Yes. Did he do, do we have a manual copulation? Yes. Okay. Oral copulation. Yes. Do we like they had like a rubric they were using to, to evaluate um, every crime, which is, actually makes so much sense to me now. It's like a really good way to do something really hard is to just turn it into data points. So the Department of Corrections similarly uses some kind of rubric to decide where he'll go. Um, So while everybody's like, it needs to be someplace insane, well, it doesn't matter because it's going to be in protective custody. So like, it could be in the backyard. It doesn't matter. Protective custody. I think what it really matters is how much is, who has the protective custody that's most like a sieve and will have people get to
7: him. Which that is such BS in it. Sorry to use the words BS, but that is why is he have why why has he got yeah. protective custody?
0: Because he's considered a high risk prisoner. So Jeffrey Epstein, that's why. So what? So what? Yeah, tell me, I mean mostly Jeffrey Epstein,
6: they yeah. don't have a court. They don't have a they don't have a trial. They weren't able to prosecute him. That
0: that's literally why. And so, and in a world where nobody deserves to be among his peers more, because if you think about it, Jatsu Jung mm-hmm. Pop would be his peers. Um, he sadly hasn't been with his peers. And that's the part I'm like, damn it, he needs to be, he need, nothing that I can find yet has reflected him to himself. Nothing has been held up as a mirror. I mean, if yesterday was not a mirror, but it wasn't for him, he doesn't see himself. So I'm like, no, put him with violent men, let him see himself, let him be afraid of violent men because that's the mirror he has not had to face. Ooh, that could be a title of a book. Um, but anyway, that, that is the mirror he hasn't had to face, which is the, the, uh, the peers that are out there. He never would have had a jury of his peers out here. We're all regular people. So he needs to be with his peers, but I, it's not gonna happen. So I- Solitary I, confinement? What, what, Mark?
7: Uh, just- uh, uh, Go for it. I, said just, I just said solitary confinement maybe, or?
0: That's what PC is, basically.
7: Yeah,
0: it's not not solitary in that they're. It's not the punishment. It's not the shoe, as they as they say. That's what he deserves. I'm not that prison literate, but apparently, I was told on um, Friday I was calling the way we were sat. They sat us in little batches, you know, with our COVID clusters, Mm. or people that we are used to sharing germs with, and I was calling them pods. And I was told by the public information officer, she goes, "You can't call them pods. That's prison lingo. You have to say cohorts." And I'm like. Well, now I'm educated. I don't know. Uh, pod was a prison lingo thing. Guess you have pods of people in prison. So, for the so, so if he had
1: a more of a record, he had a, a lifetime of of uh, uh, a rap sheet. In other words, he would be in general population because he would have a history of doing this. Is that what you're saying? No, and it's because more he does about doesn't?
0: him being? I'll, I hate to say this because this isn't what I mean, but it's more like him being like a VIP.
7: Yeah, it's just like a okay. high target. He's a high price target. That's it.
0: Target. Yeah, that's really it. And, and, and you think why, about, why. I hate to say this, but if exactly. you them exactly. yeah. exactly. would get you major props in prison. Right. And that's the thing. If you think about this for the, the Department of Corrections, yeah. Yeah. They, want it, they don't want it to happen on their watch, right? Like just like yeah. with Epstein. You don't want it to happen on your watch. So that's this is more about people and their jobs than it is about what's right and wrong.
2: Well, and he's kind yeah. of double points because not only is he celebrity for everything that he's done, which is horrible, but he also used to be a cop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and a pedophile. Uh, if I
7: mean, you want to go for a hat trick, he's on a sex register now as well. Yeah, he's so, a registered that's sex. That's right. That's a that's a hat trick,
2: right there. And he, he raped minors kids. basically. Yeah. Raped kids. I mean I look at
0: it, Margaret, she's sitting Ooh. out there having her coffee and I'm like she was he's,
2: like Got the trifecta, right?
0: Where he like fits all
2: the, the like higher. um, People want to kill you more in prison for certain. He's got all the. Yeah, he's he checks all there. the boxes.
7: Yeah,
1: his own. death
7: penalty. Would he not end up on a death? Would he? Would he not go to death row? No, no,
1: he just, no. Not mean, he still get
7: his protective yeah. custody, don't you? Yeah?
0: You want to be scared right now? They're trying to get the prisoners out of San Quentin because they have something like 700 plus cases right now of corona.
7: Gary Ridgway got five votes to release him. Luckily, the other seven said no, but still, five judges voted to release Gary Ridgway I because know, of COVID. Who, voted for, Who yeah. voted
0: for him to release? Who voted for him? I mean, it's like COVID. Okay, figure it out, guys, but especially at Quentin but I mean I don't think there's certain crimes you don't need to die for I mean I'm sorry that's not that's not fair but at the same time come on we got to figure this out we Jerry Ridgway yeah. I just
1: case? don't want it to be too cushy for him
7: no exactly uh, it's not like a TV and radio and, you should be right, an he'll
1: have he makes he'll it give, the
6: he'll get that after a while so, they don't I'm, have that they have to earn it and they have to pay for it themselves
7: he'll get but Jerry he'll get Jerry to do his chores <laughs>
0: Jerry will spend his time in
7: prison for him. You know, hoovering and whatnot. Yeah, he'll do all that. Yeah.
0: Okay, wait, wait, wait. Where is, um, Anne? A- wait, who just said that, uh, Claire, was you, that said you started, who started reading the book already? The huddle book?
8: Anne.
5: Oh, I, there was two Ann's. I was one of them and there was another one okay, as yeah, well. you
8: said you were just getting started.
0: Um, I'm just wondering if, because uh, I don't know how, it said the girl might be close to him now. I don't, I didn't think he had let them come visit him. Maybe they're writing letters, um, but God, it's I not just, on the
5: record everyone because people constantly check to see his visitor log and they've never been on there. So I don't know if they're
0: just not putting them on there as a courtesy or if they generally not coming. Phone calls and letters. Like, honestly, I would need to talk to my dad if he was arrested just to go, what the fuck? I mean, seriously. So it would make sense if he's at least on phone calls in some way.
4: And, and then so, the one, um. Yeah. In the whole book, it does say that his one daughter, the middle one, I think, Tessa, Ta- not Tasha, um, she got married, like, right after he was arrested. She went to Hawaii and got married, which, interesting. interesting.
7: That was an interesting bit of discussion at the wedding. Where's her dad? Why uh, is <laughs> not
4: your
1: dad walking down there? No. Yeah, well, it was a, bit of a problem well.
0: Well, but... kudos to her fiance for not walking away. Kudos to him for standing by absolutely. Her. Or did she marry a man? I just was presumptive there. But well,
4: I, I don't know. I mean he didn't say, so I don't know. You're right. Yeah,
0: kudos to her to the, her partner for sticking with her part, because yeah, to the spouse. I can't even imagine even hesitation would have been devastating. So
7: do you think for... they had a part in him? coming clean i know that obviously all the da's obviously made it but do you think they got the daughters in to talk to him about that yeah. dad just own up just you, you don't think he you don't think they played a single part in it
1: i think he's just a coward and didn't want to die <laughs> yeah i yeah.
7: will
0: mark i'll definitely keep my ears open for that let's put it that way and if i get it to would talk to would james surprise
7: me if they they did the you, you, you do hear about things like that if they do they do set meetings up like that and yeah. maybe they brought the family in maybe they're the only people who can get through to him you know i don't know well, and i've been know.
0: keeping a list of questions and you can tweet them to me i'm trying to build a list of questions because what um james huddle would like for me is the kind of the list of questions i get it he doesn't want to be like put oh, yeah. so if you have any questions for james but i'll ask that actually mark because i think that's interesting and t- and I care about their human, the girl's humanity. I mean.
7: They're a victim in this as much as any, well, okay, yeah. not as much as anyone, but their lives have been turned But their down. lives.
0: Yeah, just, I mean, can you imagine loving him? Like, I'm so sorry, that's gotta be hard. And I yet- just
8: hope that they have therapy, that they're seeing someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that was the thing that I kept thinking about yesterday during, and I mean, I felt bad because at some point, I just had to turn it off because yeah. it was just so much. I mean, it, you know, and obviously you, you think about the breadth of all of these things that he's done and even the things that weren't, will never be prosecuted or the statute of limitations, of, you know, have expired, whatever. Um, it, it just, it was just like, I can't listen to this anymore. It's just too much. You know, it's, 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 and it's the, so the, yeah. the And I felt bad for everybody that was sitting there listening to this just litany of filth, you know? Um, and I, I almost felt guilty because it was like, well, they can't walk away from this. But, oh, um, man. the, the, the longer I listened to it, the matter I got It, Sharon, yeah. And I was just like, what the hell? I mean, how could she not have, I just, I, that is something that just, I don't understand. And when she like filed for divorce and you know, finally, they finally finalized the divorce. I felt kind of bad for her. Cause I wondered like, well, maybe he is the type of person that said, you know, if you try and divorce me, I'll kill you or whatever. Because there were a lot of stories about him driving over to their house, like long after she had moved away, and him standing in the street just screaming. Yeah. And screaming and screaming. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just like, but everything I've read about her and heard about her since, you know, he was arrested, it's like, what's her deal? You know, like, I, I just don't get it. So.
0: Those are some interview notes that I hope get released.
8: I'm a victim of domestic violence, and it's
6: very hard to get help, especially Mm. if there's religion involved or anything like that. Um, So for me, I really feel for her. She had to divorce him also to protect her assets, because she can lose all her assets.
0: So You're right. There are very um, legitimate reasons to sever, to... To protect things, I thought it was interesting. The judge brought up yesterday restitution, like mm. restitution from what? Have- what? What are we going to get restitution from? He can't even repay the state.
6: So I read an article um, just yesterday or the day before about um, Sharon did not divorce him until 2019. So they were huh. separated right huh. and right. she was able to get his pension and his house well i think it went to his granddaughter but whatever in their divorce settlement that's what she negotiated for all of the assets i'm guessing yes. right and, and I,
8: understand, I, I understand like the financial implications and everything um but just like other things i've heard about her in her business dealings it, it just Like she just comes off as like, I don't know if, if that's a, you know, like, did she grow up in an abusive home? You know, was that a consequence of living with this abusive man who's constantly screaming at her? And so she took that out on any, everybody else. It just, but everything I've heard about her, it's like, Oh God. like Well, I don't think the law in
0: California applies to her about profiting off of a crime. If she writes a book, I can definitely ask James if she's writing a book or if he knows if she's considering it. I Certainly, that's the book that would sell. Let's face it. I'm...
7: This is probably a really obvious question. I apologize if I'm completely out of loop, but all these trophies he took, like the rings and this and that, he took from the houses. Did DeWi- did his divorce, oh, what's her name? I've forgotten it already. Yes. Yeah. Did she ever get these as a present or have they ever found any of these?
0: That yeah, will all come out after sentencing. If there's anything they can share with us, and, is and the James
5: amazing. addressed it in his book that he yeah. pulled out. Um, he opened up a wooden stove and pulled out some melted down um, gold and said that they were from South Africa, but he thinks now James speculated that he believes that it was melted down jewelry from that he yeah. stole from the victims, because yeah. if you melt it down, it's you can not identify where it came from. So it was his, literally
0: it could have been his way of Charlene keeping. sold gold and one of the things she had were a bunch of gold pre set. they're the, the rings that you have before you put the stones in them. You know, they're, they're kind of beautiful on their own and I used to wear one of them. I liked it except it's snagged clothes a lot. But she, he, that would have been so easy to melt down because that was just 24 karat gold. 24 karat gold. That's all that stuff was. That was all the rage in the 80s. They're 24 karat gold.
4: And, and so, so everybody fun. had
0: their gold chains and
4: He said that mm-hmm. it- he put it in his hand. Huddle said that D'Angelo put it like in his hand and he was surprised at how heavy it was. Oh, my God. And it looked like did, it had Did it he been, know like,
0: what he was holding, right? So, it was oh.
4: caddies, and then it looked like there was one that had been made sort of almost like a little mini loaf pan thing. Oh and he kept it out in the garage, like it wrapped up in a towel in like an antique stove that Sharon's grandma gave her or something. I think that's where a lot of that stuff... A lot was. of it. But yeah.
0: then it's near him. I know, but it's. I know it's a different fa- shape, form factor, but it's
7: close. And he can control yeah. it, and it's memory, and he can probably get off on it as well. Yeah, but like, I know. he took a
2: whole set of dishes. Yeah. Crime yeah, yeah. yeah. scenes.
0: Yeah. He
7: took a whole load of shit, like, man. What did he do
0: with <laughs> it? <laughs> no kidding. Can can't even the- give away dishes at Goodwill right now. I mean, we have too much. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And he took like (laughs) driver's licenses. I mean, all that stuff, I guess, would be easy to get rid of. But I mean, I just wonder what he had to have done something with it. He had to
4: have
2: it away or whatever he did.
4: Didn't they find some stuff like
5: left in the path, what they think the path he escaped from or whatever? Haven't they found things just kind of laying around? Not big things like dishes, but.
8: I know they found a, a cache of driver's licenses once. Um, lying, like that he dropped when he was running away. Yeah. Um, and I do know a bunch of stuff is sitting
0: at the D- Sacramento DAs that have been turned in by people who think they might've found souvenirs. So as soon as they can release those photographs, um, oh, that's Margaret. <laughs> that's stupid alarm. As soon as they release those photographs, we'll be able to see, I'm dying for those photographs because that will allow Visalia to th- I mean, all the ransacker stuff, right? It'll allow Visalia to potentially look through those things. It'll allow me to look. I mean, I haven't. They still have my dad's bed. They have a wall. They have a carpet. They have some of his belongings that I never thought we'd get back. Honestly, I was like, well, I mean, this stupid, stupid thing that I really want, but I think they have it. And it's dumb. It's this piece of kitsch. But it's, and you've seen them out there. This is can, kangaroo, it has a belly pouch. And they were big in the, um, I think they were big in the 60s or 50s. This kind of thing where men put their jewelry, like their couplings and stuff in this kangaroo with the pouch. And I want my dad's back. Like, I just want that thing. I think as a little kid, I loved that kangaroo. And so I always remembered that kangaroo. And it's, I feel like Daphne on Fraser. I keep saying kangaroo. But anyway, it's in the evidence bin. I need to get it out of the evidence bin. So we're, I don't want the bed back. I don't want the wall back, but there's some personal belongings. They took into evidence that I would really like back. And that, um, that will be a big deal. That will be cool for those of us to get some of that evidence back. I mean, it, especially in the murders, because I, those had no statute of limitations. So essentially we knew that evidence was essentially gone for life unless they ever convicted somebody. So that's kind of a, I hadn't even thought about that till right now. Thanks you guys. That's kind of a win. I get some of that stuff back. Something Will, will you get it back? yeah they will release evidence after sentencing after it's done they'll let us have that stuff back so that's good and then i hope they'll release uh-huh. the pictures of the unidentified stuff and those of you eating are yeah. really hungry uh
7: so yeah, i'm not gonna have to have a midnight feast <laughs> for a minute for always- drinking. <laughs>
1: yeah. um i have a question do you know if there's any uh evidence that clearly the different counties have evidence that they didn't enter into discovery um, with the, with the prosecu uh, with the defense.
0: Margie's shaking her head. Yes. But I also know, yes, that's true. So yeah, yeah. there, there's, can I give them one little story? My question is, can I, they didn't tell Kelly and like then, then I'll it. go back to Margie. Go ahead, Kelly.
1: So I guess my, my question is, since they didn't share that in discovery, is it going to be, uh, some, to their detriment to share it after sentencing
0: so that's a really good question. You know, I'll ask that. I'll ask about that, Kel, because that's a good question. Um, and 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 I, I and you know, I'm curious about the law anyway, so I'm kind of curious how that works. So I'll I'll find out about that. And then Margie you wanted to add something—a story about something. Okay, when you did when we did the podcast, right? One story that I never told you Visalia. about If you have it, I'm pointing to Margie on my screen, but this is Margie <laughs> in the Visalia podcast.
3: Margie Wine, not Margie Scotch. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, not your, not, I'm the wine drinker, your mom is the scotch drinker. Okay, so one of the things that a friend of mine who was being hit turned in was a silver box, and it was homemade, and it had the name S-T-A-N-T-O-N on top of this box. She turned it in to Sacramento in 2013. Okay. We want a picture of it, and she, they're ignoring her. They're not giving her a picture. When she turned in 200 pieces in 2018, I believe it was, she has pictures of all those. Okay. The ones in but 2013. But not the earlier stuff. Okay. No, and okay. So why that box is important? In Vistelia, the ransacker hit that home. The Stanton. On Howard. Yep. On Howard, right next to the ditch. And, well, he was my high school boyfriend. And I knew he was doing that kind of stuff because he made a ring for me that oh, was yeah. also stolen out of my home. We want a picture of that box so I can go to Mr. Stanton, who is an attorney, and say, is this the one you made in high school?
0: We so can't get I know the your friend you're it. talking about, and um, I'm pursuing those photographs for okay, that reason. Good. So I will pursue those photographs yeah. because I think that's important, and I do feel like it is. We'll is, Yeah, I feel like Spicely is getting kind of shortchanged in all of this. So I'm gonna do what I. We can. know why.
3: We know why.
0: Yeah. Well, I know. And okay. well, you write your book. Okay.
3: Well, I'm, I'm done. I'm, yeah. So I'm, okay. I'm myself.
0: Gonna, I'm gonna wrap <laughs> things up. So just. So we're done. Um, But you guys know where to find me. And um, thank you so much for this discussion. I I actually, this to me is more enjoyable than anything else I've done today. So thank you. I really like talking to everybody. And um, maybe we'll do one more before the witness statements. I'll start that Google Doc. Now I'm intrigued. I'm like, I'm gonna go through that. I'm gonna start to see, I'm gonna do my little rhetorical analysis and see what the trends are. That kind of interests me as a a rhetoric study. And if you don't know what rhetoric is, that's the art of bullshit. And I give you Mm -hmm. that's why. (laughs) Very good at it. Okay, I will um, I'm gonna end the meeting, but I thank you guys so much for coming, and then I'll post this. for anybody says I missed it, I missed it, I'm gonna post it. So it'll be up there.
9: In the sunshine, where the days are longer, the nights are stronger.